0: Welcome to the Televerse, Streaming in Place, The Legend of Korra. Hello everybody and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Uh, Today we are talking about The Legend of Korra, Book 2 Spirits, Episodes 9 and 10, The Guide, and A New Spiritual Age. Uh, And there are lots of things to say about these episodes, but none of them matter except Iroh! Yay, Iroh! I seriously got a little misty, guys, just watching it when he first shows up. And I knew he was coming. And I forgot it was this specific episode. Um, But it's just like, oh, it's so good. I, I, Allison, were you similarly emotional when, when yeah. Iroh came? Oh, it really got me. And uh, Tom
1: very clearly knew or or remembered that it was coming because as we got closer to that scene, he kept doing that thing where apologies that you don't get the visual aid listeners, where he would like look over at me and then look back at the TV and then look at me and then look at the TV (laughs) waiting for my reaction. I was like, what the hell is about to happen? Um, And it was uh, not a disappointment was definitely the kind of thing that you want to stare weirdly at your partner as she's about to see it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was a great reveal. Although I I will admit that I still feel it's sort of pang of loss when you hear that voice. That's not quite right. You know Mm -hmm. Um, anyway? Yes. Great. What a great, great reveal and surprise appearance um, in an episode that I already found very moving.
0: It would have been great. um, Just any return of Iroh, but having like Cora regressed in her at least her spiritual form to baby cora just like even better. It was just even sweeter and even more precious. Uh Noel, were you similarly affected?
2: Yeah. And I had I had like completely forgotten that Iroh pops up. Um so I was like oh, yes and then like it like the next proceeding like the tea party stuff came back to me as soon as he showed up and I just went, oh right. I forgot how good this part is because why wouldn't Iroh be like a perfect spiritual guide um, as someone who in like the physical world could see occasional bits of spirits circulating around as we saw very early in uh, last airbenders run and having that kind of enjoyment and everything and having seeing him come back. And like you said, Kate, having it be not with, teenage Cora, but with little baby Cora with her little child belly and the, you just want to blow mm-hmm. a big raspberry on, mm-hmm. um, having her there, um, with Iroh to like really drive home this kind of, um, development, this idea of she's out of her depths and everything, but here's, here's uncle Iroh, <laughs> giver of tea and advice in all forms, regardless of if it's, real world spirit world or the afterlife uncle Iro is here with a teapot that was your teapot
0: mm-hmm.
2: um just it's so good and everything with cora as a little kid is also really really good but the Iro thing is just it's just golden and it makes me very happy
0: <laughs> um when i was talking with my parents about the previous episode then my mom mentioned something and i was like ah should have talked to them about this before we recorded last time. Um, I did not make the connection. We were talking, you know, we were joking about uh, Juan being a uh, very Aladdin. Did not make the connection that, of course, he 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 puts her in the pot. It's in the oh, oh. lamp. <laughs>
2: wow, like a genie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think around about that either
0: magical spiritual friend in, in and in a pot. Um, so having it come back here and. It's just so it's so lovely and, and with how frustrated we've been with the season and how um, like the season has you know lost its way, you know a bit uh, a bit a lot it's not been good um, until recently having like it's like first we get do Mir back and then we get Uncle Iroh back and it's like okay, we're we're gonna be okay now and now there's only a handful there's only four more episodes left in the season. so it's like it's like okay, the season can start now. wait. <laughs> the season can end now and then we can do season three um th- th- were there other takeaways you guys had for-, for these episodes
2: well allison had a really key takeaway that i think we should discuss
1: oh and that's that Jenora slaps oh i love Jenora. um i like i uh, already did because kiernan shipka and also you know she's a tiny airbender child like how could I not love her but um in these episodes I just was really taken by the writing of that character and the way that she's very grown up about her own abilities and her father's abilities and that she shows a lot of emotional sensitivity toward basically everyone and um Sometimes, as Avatar The Last Airbender showed, sometimes kids have to grow up really fast. That doesn't mean that they're not still children. But we should be able to tell stories about kids who meet the moment when they have to and who conduct themselves with a lot of thought and maturity and sensitivity. And man, what a great character in both episodes. um, But uh, when I texted the both of you, um, that was during the guide where I was like, oh my god, she's so great. She's just... She's just a really, really great character and I was so excited to get to follow her journey through both of these episodes. Um, And despite the fact that I texted you during the first one, it's really the second one where that hit me most completely. And as
0: Marcus says, she, she knows how radios work. But <laughs> very, know, it's very handy. Ha-
1: happy. It's very
0: helpful <laughs> when you run into Wan Tong and and he's been misinformed by one of his non-seekers. so
2: angry about that foxy <laughs> assistant being wrong about how radios work.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a little man who lives inside the box who makes <gasps> music and occasionally sounds. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, for me, the the first episode. I enjoyed it while it was happening, but I was just so impatient to get to the second episode. It's like, yes, Tenzin, I'm so very glad you're back. Very, very glad that that Cora is, you know, studying with you and working with you and, you know, just interacting with you again. However, do we really need to spend an entire episode on on this? On, I mean, can, can't you get there, like, as a subplot and not as the main? No? Okay. Um. So that was my only issue with with the first episode with the guide. Um, but having, you know, the way that the, the episode presents this new thing and it doesn't feel all that um much of a stretch because it's so connected to the spirit portals opening and everything else, it doesn't feel like, uh let's do this Genora thing. Yeah you know, very convenient uh chosen one spirit guide thing happening here. It 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 works because of the handling of this episode. But also because we haven't spent all that much time with Janora so far, so uh, you know that that I really do commend the the writers for and this you know the structure for this of this episode for that. But I do think we could have gotten there a little a little quicker. I like the sensitivity that we see from Janora, but also from Kaya. Um, I think the the sibling dynamics um, with with Kaya and and Boomy uh, have been mostly played for last, but been interesting and and well done so far, and I think that continues. In this one, and I forget exactly what happens with them for the rest of the season. Um, but so I'm kind of looking forward to rediscovering it. Did you guys have similar frustrations in, in the moment, or were you like, I mean, Allison, do you didn't know what was coming? So were you um, more in it than I was?
1: I mean, it felt like setup, but it felt like good character setup, so that didn't really bother me so much. Okay. Uh, I also agree about the um, sibling dynamic. Uh, amongst the adults this time um and in particular boomy who is bonkers. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, like, I think is surprisingly well-adjusted, considering how often he has to be like, I'm not dead. I'm a
0: bender. Like, hello, Mm -hmm.
1: here I am. I have accomplished things without your magic powers. Uh, Because, man, would that give me a complex. But he seems to be doing okay, which is great. And we have seen no evidence of therapy in this world. So unless there is a secret Dr. Linda somewhere in... I don't know, but just secreted away on an air temple Island. That's where Linda would be hanging out with a bunch of baby sky bison. Um, (laughs) Uh, you know, I, I I think he must have gotten to that place by himself, which is great. Or, you know, with the help of his mom—clearly <laughs> not the help of his mm-hmm. dad. Um, but Boomy is good. Anyway, my point is, um, I think because I didn't know what was coming, I was able to just engage with this moment of character growth through Tenzin and um self awareness and um the dynamic with kaya and jinora was really compelling so i was still very in it but obviously there's a clear winner in these two episodes
2: <laughs> yeah i think that that's fair i think that there's a real nice sort of solidification almost of the tenzin arc here of that weight that pressure of being aang's son sort of and how he's sort of been for years hiding a failure of not being able to tap into the spiritual world for years. Um, (laughs) Pema going, wait, you've been meditating for hours in these chambers. What have you been doing? (laughs) For days. (laughs) For days. Trying to access the spiritual world, my dear. And it's just, it's really delightful of he feels all of this weight and burden that he can't be honest about these things. Um, And I think that there's something really beautiful and sad about that for a man of his age, that he still feels that kind of shame. Um, But that he also feels like he can't share that with anyone else. And I do would appreciate like the episode giving that more space, but I do like how they, then tie it into like the larger discussion that's been happening around vacation Tenzin of his relationship with Kaya and Bumi and their related, their collective relationship with Aang, um, who's become just a really beautiful off-screen presence um, in a lot of ways this season, in particular for the, the, for the three of them that I think works and benefits really well that he just kind of hasn't popped up. Um to talk to them and deal with them. He is an off-screen, far-off presence almost. And I like that. So it all works really well. And yeah, Boomy's just bonkers, man. And Allison, I can't wait for you to get to the last two episodes (laughs) where Boomy just gets really bonkers.
1: Oh, good. Oh, I'm so glad. Because right now the bonkersness of Boomy is what's sustaining me while we're dealing with all of the... Crappy city stuff because my my known precious oh, Berlin is just not sorry. getting the job
2: done anymore. I misspeak. It's actually in the next. It's actually in one of the two episodes we. Watched. Oh, good, even better for tomorrow. Yeah, great. Yeah, um,
0: great. Marcus says uh, this all just really illustrates how poor the city plot stuff is. It really, it still really doesn't work. And yeah, you know when Marcus put that threw that in the chat. I was like, oh yeah, I guess we should talk about the fact that Mako gets arrested. Okay. I mean, way to let down so much of the things we liked in season one, season two. You know, like oh, season season two is not doing well by Lynn. It's not doing well by Mako. It's not doing well by Asami. These are all very dumb things. Um,
2: Yeah. Noel, where are you, where are you at with the city? I mean, I know how the city stuff shakes out, so I'm basically just ignoring it. Um, <laughs> It's just yeah. like... It, I mean honestly, it's sort of the best way to think about the city stuff is that a lot of it really ramps up over the next four episodes in very particular ways um but it also just kind of like so much of this season is establishing other things that they're going to do more of later um across particularly across seasons three and four um which are basically the same season um, for all intents and purposes when I keep thinking back on them. Um, but the season's just so transitionary um, from a season that wasn't, sp- from for a season that wasn't supposed to exist. It's doing a lot of like, here's what we want to do. So I just, I treat the city stuff as just kind of like really poorly cooked um, like greens that I have to eat um, but that I don't want to, but I know that my my stomach will be happy that the greens are there my taste buds just don't enjoy them
0: lovely <laughs> and so appetizing <laughs> Allison, <laughs> any any thoughts on uh on, um, on the city stuff you know what
1: based on what Noel is saying I feel like maybe I don't need to add to what I've already said because if if what's happening here is that we are setting up future storylines and it's just that they're being set up poorly and not that they're completely wasting a number of really interesting characters
2: and also Oh they're definitely wasting people. Like okay. oh, yeah.
1: Like I don't understand how you have Batwoman and you do nothing with her and then have her act in ways that make no sense for any human being Including Batwoman. Um, I don't understand how you have Lynn and just straight up don't use her except to have her be bad dem- demonstrably bad at her job. And then Mako, like, I just and I just don't care about Mako. So, like, I'm not so disappointed that he's getting a crappy storyline, but I should be. And poor Bo Lin is just like running around in his little outfit being a tool and like that is funny, but it would be funnier and more interesting if it was inserted into a storyline that was bet like if like if he had gained something from the i guess i do have something to say if he had gained something from this experience beyond wealth like if he felt self worth if he felt like he was making a contribution if he thought that he was affecting change for the good or even if it was just wealth and he was sort of reveling and they were connecting it to their impoverished childhood and now he's living in the lap of luxury then that makes the dynamic with mako way more interesting but it's like they're not acknowledging that like they have that scene where both asami and bolin are like no he's good he's helping us and then that's it it doesn't seem to cause any real friction in the relationship it doesn't make them seem to question anything um the whole thing with asami is like what i don't none of that makes any sense so uh my point is i'm glad that maybe it's just badly executed um early steps for something else and i'll just trust that maybe eventually at least some of it will be better. Is that a fair hope for me to have, Noel?
2: I feel like it's a pretty fair hope to have, at least in regards to some of the characters. Um, Lynn in particular um, comes to the forefront a lot Because, man, I was going
1: to be filled with rage if we got another good (laughs) Lynn Bay Foxy. No,
2: Lynn actually comes to the forefront a lot in seasons three and four um, for very very specific reasons. Um, But yeah, she's much more at the center of things. Um, I honestly can't remember what happens with Mako, Osami, and Bolin over the next two seasons. Oh boy.
0: I can remember some really cool stuff that's gonna happen. I think
2: that okay. there's a lot of like good stuff that happens, but like the specifics, like I've said repeatedly, of like I remember the villains for seasons three and four. Mm-hmm. I don't remember like a lot of the really specific stuff that happens in three and four, like the actual plot machinations and that kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, so, but Lynn, I remember very specifically comes to the forefront, um, in much more aggressive ways. I'm
0: looking forward to some of those. Um, yep. how does Asami, after the experience of finding out that her father, who she loved so dearly, was a baddie, not, you know, how does she, how does she say, but, but Beric's my friend and he's giving me money. He can't be bad. Like h- how? There should just be an
2: inherent distrust of rich people for Asami at this point. Um, But she hasn't learned that lesson.
1: (laughs) Well, she's also, at other points in the show, proven that she is an intelligent, discerning person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how is it that none of that, like, none of it? How How is a woman that intelligent, not able to go, actually, you know what? business wise it does make sense that he would do something this underhanded because he has effectively taken control of everything wow that's a really good point mako and mako it just doesn't make any zooming it, it doesn't make any sense um asami is the one that i fear i'm going to leave this season deeply this or the show deeply frustrated about um i'm 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 worried okay well
0: we'll have more thoughts on that in the next week or two. <laughs> Does anybody want to uh, drink anything? Um but no? uh, Oh god. No. Uh but let we should talk a little bit about the spirit world stuff because uh I had a couple questions. Curious what you guys thought about it. Um I liked some of it. I liked a lot of it, but I I was not happy with poor Fluffy Foot um not coming back to the to the to the good side. Um, by the end hopefully that's coming I don't remember the specifics also why did the dogs become good and then bad and then not able to be good but the bird did not
2: the bird flew away remember the dog stayed
0: the dog stayed and the bird flew away and then came back yes that is why okay that makes more sense thank you Noel what did you guys think about our various transformations in the spirit world um, well, I loved Meerkat
1: Manor. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really fun. So <laughs> and, angry. And weird. Um. I like that it feels as though the spirit world is somehow shaped by whoever goes to it. I don't know how much of that I'm just projecting and how much of it is a different animation style and what else. But it was very cool to sort of see. In addition to Cora's regression, sort of what she's seeing in this place as opposed to what Janora is seeing and um and I thought that was really cool and um evocative watching it sort of jump back and forth between the two of them um I think the choice to have Cora actually like physically regress was really smart it made her feel much more vulnerable but I think there's also something um you know like when you're doing yoga or Meditation or anything that's about connecting with your body and your spirit, or whatever they often talk about going back to a child's mind. Um, so it makes sense that for Cora to move forward, she would have to sort of reach this part of herself where it, she could just be, I'm the avatar, deal with it with like without mm-hmm. all of the, the storm and drong, um, and finding a way, even if it was a little like easy and a little on the nose um bringing light to the to creatures that she encounters who seem to be creatures of darkness by virtue of not assuming that they're inherently bad i, I think is really interesting um so yeah i really like the spirit world but i don't understand i don't understand the meerkats um or good gu- i don't know what they are um but man they were upset it was very funny and i liked it a lot but they were gosh they were salty and um uh, and the last point that I wanted to make is I appreciate that in as Noel said earlier, in the ongoing sort of um reality of Aang as this really potent, important um kind of mournful off screen character, um much more complex than some of our on screen characters, um we have to sort of reckon with the choices that he made in his life and how they're affecting Korra now, specifically with the library. And in that case, to Aang's credit, I really feel like that's Sokka's fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> like what happens to Jinora if you really want to put the blame somewhere is more Sokka's fault than Aang's fault. But it is still their choices. And, um, and it's interesting to sort of feel those echo through the show without having to specifically refer back to them. I like that they sort of
2: let you draw those conclusions. Mm-hmm um yeah i really liked our visited spirit world and i like how they represent that from like cora's regression to like you said kate the way that it kind of splits itself basically like you get that big scary swamp forest right next to the beautiful meadow that janora is like chasing butterflies through (laughs) um even though they're like right next to each other they're not right next to each other because like you say allison like it's it's influenced by like your openness and your emotionality but very also specifically like the avatar's emotionality as the bridge between these two worlds her influence on both is outsized um so i think that that's really potent but i also like ways in which they like have cora heading off on her journey up the mountain and she takes one step and suddenly she's like yards away from Iro, and iroh's just waving
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: and it, it's such a beautiful little moment of hero's journey type of not type of thing um while speeding it up mm-hmm. um so like it just all works really well but it also really plays into the whole it's a dream state kind of thing While there are rules because there are there are rules um anything still kind of can go because like, as, as Cora learns, she can't bend because she didn't go through a portal. She went through, through meditation and when you go through there, through your physical body's not there. So you don't get to bend, um, which Unalak takes advantage of.
0: I I love that moment with uh, that. that You mentioned Noel, uh, where she turns around and all of a sudden she's so far away, such a lovely way to, capture the the lesson of so often the most important step is the first one the decision to go is the yeah. most difficult part and as soon as you are resolved and begin the journey that's such a huge leap in your progress that you need to make to achieve your you know desire uh, desired result. um such it's such a simple way to do it and and having Iroh in the back you know because like, that could that could be scary and it's not it's It's Instead, it's very, um, you know, how Cora reacts to that moment is, I think, very telling for where the next little chunk of the episode goes. So, yeah. Um, Allison, did you have any other thoughts about these episodes? Any other moments you wanted to shout out?
1: I don't think so. I do want to say, though, that I feel like it's been a while since we've had a conversation about this um, uh, cinematic universe, televisual universe where we were talking about it in this way um i'm sure we did at some point in season one and obviously we did a little of that with beginnings um but this felt like a much more avatar kind of conversation which is encouraging um so i'm 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 hopeful (laughs) which is great it's it's very un lucifer season three is my feeling right now (laughs)
0: It's been, I mean the the discussions they're having in this episode I mean specifically with Iroh, but around the themes of the season I think really work and it's like uh this is the kind of stuff they needed to start seeding in at the beginning of the season that they didn't for some reason but when we're getting to this the this, uh, these episodes in the spirit world and you know the conversation around um you know their mess well, basically what the show is trying to say around look for the light and feed that, because if you look for the darkness, it will always be there. It is never going to go away. So instead you need to put your energy into fighting for the light rather than fleeing from the darkness. Um it's really it's it's really successful and like you know, I would agree with what you're saying, Allison Like you're saying, it's very much more avatar y than at least what Korra has been for most of this season.
2: Yeah. I think one of the other issues is that Unalak's machinations, his ultimate goal is still even sort of like vague. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like, obviously it's let Vatu out, but to what end type of deal. Um, And like what he's hoping to achieve by doing all of that is still really unclear. And it was never really clear even at the start. And when you think about like Aman, even if there's a secondary agenda behind the whole Anti-bender rhetoric. It still feels really solid, something to really grasp onto. Whereas unalak has been shrouded in just, wait, what are you doing? Like, why does any of this matter? What's what's the deal here, buddy? um And why are you forcing your kids into these situations? It's not okay. <laughs> they don't want to water bend a big bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Abri Plaza is gonna be bringing her brother back now. Yeah. <laughs> much better sister than uh the than the dad is a dad um yeah yeah the just it there's so many things here that they should have been doing at the beginning of the season so i'm glad that they are doing them now better late than ever better better late than ever uh marcus says i half think he might be duped in thinking he will gain power and about escapes versus chaos everywhere um yeah when <laughs> when we watched the started watching these episodes and they had the uh, previously on Montage, they get to, like, oh, Unlock's plan is just, I'm like, you did not establish that. You have not established that, voiceover person. Nope. Uh, I mean, like, I'm glad you're skipping ahead, but, like, come on. <laughs> you should have heard this. Um, Yeah, Alison, any predictions on uh Unalak's, uh, th- you know, his thought process or plans or, nah. Uh, I mean, I feel like, like, maybe
1: these folks are better at setting up villains than they are at getting to the, their sort of end game. Um, cause was I supposed to be surprised that he was such an asshole to his kids? Cause I was not surprised.
2: Cause... No, cause he's, he's kind of like really dismissive of them. Yeah. Um, he's the, he's, the, worst. he's yeah. the
1: worst. He's the worst. He's the worst. He's very bad. And, uh, you know, I, are the foxes giving bad information on everything? Cause it seems like an alliance that, like, even given all of what happened with Sokka is still not really wise.
0: Yeah. I was so, I was like, Oh, Wanshitan, come on. Come on. Unalak. I mean, this is an actual child. What's your I deal? W- I want to like you so much just because I like Hector Elizondo so much. So I'm giving you a lot of space here. You just keep disappointing me. Uh, Noel, any <laughs> final thoughts on these episodes?
2: Uh, no, they're both really solid. I'm glad Mirror's back for the rest of the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's all Mirror all the time, except no substitutions.
0: <laughs> um. Well, our episodes for tomorrow, to close out the week, are uh, episode 11, Night of a Thousand Stars, and episode <laughs> 12, Harmonic Convergence.
1: Okay. I assume that Night of a Thousand Stars is a telethon. Yes. And, um, and Cora is raising money... To for through a GoFundMe to uh, fund a trip to the spirit world to try to save Janora, but she's got to, she's got to get to the portal so that she can bend so she needs a gofundme so night of a thousand stars
0: and they give boomy the late night slot and that's why he really goes for you know,
1: totally that, and like, then obviously. it's this is a way and bolin hosts and this is a way in which mm-hmm. bolin can contribute because obviously now he is the celebrity of the group even though the avatar is also in the group so uh that i assume is what's gonna happen. i mean i assume that's pretty straightforward <laughs> that's like definitely obviously. what's implied by the title um and i I guess at the harmonic convergence, what's going to happen is all the planets are going to line up.
2: <laughs> that's my really other prediction. Against the sun, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my
1: that's my big prediction.
0: Okay, Marcus says I would have guessed that harmonic convergence would be the finale. Interesting. Yeah, because there's two more episodes after these. So yeah. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Um. Well. Yeah. Nolan, want to tease anything? Or are you good?
2: No, I'm. I I already teased the boomy stuff. So yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, I'm good. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Well, that will wrap up our podcast for today then. um, Thank you, Marcus, for hanging with us in the chat as always. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back to uh, we'll be back tomorrow to round out week 27 27? 26? 27. 26,
2: 27. Oh, I think it's because 26, but I honestly 26 don't know. was last
0: week and it was really okay. short, which is why right. right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to break us all there at the end. Everybody, uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.